0: Uh, let's 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 end this pre-show, and let's start this regular show, which is the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number one hundred and fifty-three. I'm your usual host, Jared. I'm joined today by Mr. Lucille Lorenzino.
1: I couldn't think of anything clever to say.
0: I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr.
2: Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> and all right, that happens. And I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. How about them cowboys?
2: (laughs) What a revelation. (laughs) uh, Well, this is the final episode of 2016.
0: Yeah, it's only fitting that we have Michael uh, here for the final episode of 2016. It wouldn't be the same
1: without Michael, you're right. That sounds
0: gay. uh, Doug couldn't make it. Doug's Doug's off tonight.
1: Doug's dead, okay? Doug's dead. Don't even ask.
0: Wow, what a zinger. Uh, I suppose we can begin our uh, evening with this slight kind Of interesting thing that happened with uh ukulele today, you guys have kind of followed that a little bit, right? The yeah, uh, i mean, it's on
2: Steam now, you could pre order it. Oh, is it's it? hard to miss, yeah. Do we
0: have a release date for it?
2: Uh, I'm not sure, I didn't go that deep. I just saw that it's up on Steam and it's like 40 bucks. And uh, pre orders on now, I'd upgrade that to a value meal Let's so, so they're open.
0: Let's see if we got a uh, I do not see. April 11th. Ugh, that's really far away. I don't want to wait that long. Well, anyway, uh it has been it revealed that they are canceling Ukulele for the Wii U and instead the game will be coming to the Nintendo Switch,
1: which not a surprise.
0: I mean, it's probably not going to upset a lot of people. I I know that the game is made in Unity and my understanding is that Unity and the Wii U do not play particularly well together. I don't know that we have any information about the Switch that would make us think that it would work any better, but...
2: Well, it's an Nvidia platform. Do you, su- do you suppose that it was originally for the Wii U in the first place, or do you think they were just doing it to honor kind of the legacy of ukulele? So,
0: I think my assumption is that there are probably people who backed the Kickstarter with the intention of eventually getting this game on the Wii U. Right, I would assume, right? Um, so I'm not sure how they'll handle that. I, I'm sure they'll do the right thing with it, but uh, I, I, I think it. I would think that they had always planned it. I'm. I like to think that I'm not so cynical that I think that like they just lied about it so that they could get Wii U owners to back the Kickstarter. Oh, well, as I, well. I don't. I don't think that's what
2: I was implying at all. Oh, okay. I, 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 I think you know. I, I do kind of wonder. Um, if there's any specific limitations, I mean, if, if they intend to release it in April, and they're taking pre-orders on Steam now. It does make me wonder um, if there are there any steps left towards making it on the Wii U. If it's if it was if it's still feasible for them to release it on the Wii U, mm, I
0: um, see, or I if see it's, what it's just
2: mean. like not technologically worth it, and then they're jumping to the Switch. Because I'm I'm just wondering why they don't do kind of a dual release. You know, I have uh, a feeling
1: platforms. that that the. Um... That the switch is probably gonna be easier to work with Unity just because they're working on an NVIDIA platform.
0: Yeah, that's probably true.
1: As opposed to their like proprietary like stuff. So, I mean, that, that's just what I would imagine.
0: Yeah. Right. I I don't know. I'm curious. I'm not entirely sure what's gonna happen there. But uh, anyway, if you had it pre-ordered for the Wii U, sorry, bad news. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're gonna have to come up with a new plan. I I. I I'm sure you're already aware of this, but like there's actually a lot of bad news for Wii U owners. <laughs> so you know I wouldn't expect like, a whole lot of great things happening to you
2: on Yeah, then nothing is gonna this was come to this was the year of having your gaming platform yanked from under you.
0: It was it
2: was the Wii U, we had uh Disney Infinity, we had Um uh, maybe it's just those two. Still, those are big things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty uh
2: things to pull support from.
0: It's 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 been a it's been a bummer for I guess children. Children are pretty upset this year. Uh, Every children scared. and man babies. If children and man babies. That's that is fair. Absolutely. But I cannot tell you tell you for like
2: three weeks. Disney Infinity. How many heavily breathing adults I've heard uh, just watching reviews and shit like that. Like um, they sound. You you know when someone sounds really really fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't see their face, but they just sound fat.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I don't
2: I don't think anyone on this on this podcast sounds fat. I think everyone sounds rather slim.
0: Yeah, but oh no, we're a very slender sounding bunch. <laughs> For sure. Um <laughs> By the way, I,
2: I don't want to derail the conversation too much, but yes, by can. the way, did anyone watch my Sonic Boom episode that I
0: linked?
1: I, I watched part of it. It was uh it was interesting. It, I'm, w- I'm wondering if jared was writing it
0: i skipped around a little bit without sound and i feel like i got the gist of it okay um
2: so ba- basically what this was it was a, a sonic boom episode uh that was based on the plot of misery uh but in addition to that it was uh kind of a very it was very fourth wall breaking and, and very kind of a. Addressing the fact that song Sonic has like so many uh, critics, and uh, he says he says a line like you know he's one of my dozens of fans, and that seems to be kind of Sonic reflecting on like the sad state of uh, of his fandom.
1: Uh, I mean, he was completely realistic because I didn't see anywhere where like he drew Sonic as a human like, like a toilet shape, like getting about <laughs> to be shed on by like some huge like hippo or something.
2: Well, and, uh, uh, the, uh, the other thing that's interesting about the Sonic uh, Boom episode is there are also a couple of stings that what looks like uh, uh, Chris Chan, there's a, there's a painting yeah. of Sonic uh, with the correct arms. <laughs> it's not his Sonic Boom blue arms, it's his uh, brown arms. It's just a really kind of bizarre fourth wall breaking episode. And the fact that it was like just basically misery only in a Sonic Boom episode, not a lot like the slap only a Sonic Boom episode
0: well i mean so, maybe, yeah. maybe that's what's next i, I it's hard to say are, so is it so do we get it right are you working on the show now jared i may have written them with some ideas <laughs> all i can say is stay tuned for next week when we do <laughs> Sh- <laughs> schindler's list starring sonic well,
2: they, they, oh, did do a, they did do a flint michigan water crisis episode of sonic the hedgehog I mean, By the way, uh, and that's
1: The next time we do Sonic or sitcom, Jay, <laughs> Jay can play.
0: Yeah, Jay. already yeah,
2: spoiled about himself.
0: Yeah, Jay's won't Jay won't getting booted out. Right. So is that is that from a season that's like airing now? Like, is that show still on? Yeah, that, that, those two are like from this season. That's amazing. And yeah, you know what's sad? sad? Probably this is probably
1: the most successful like Sonic thing that has come out in a while.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was, feels
2: to me kind of like the showrunners have, like quit. Like no one's watching this fucking show. Let's just do whatever. And because that's like the only the only case I can think where you start doing episodes about uh, you know Flint Michigan's water crisis and about misery featuring CWC, or
1: maybe maybe they just want the uh, the what the kids that are watching to be hashtag woke.
2: <laughs> I think maybe that's an next episode. Was maybe <laughs> there He's was like, there was a
0: sitcom a few years ago, uh, and I can't remember if it was. I want to say it's till death, but they basically had like they got to this point in the sitcom where they had one season to go and uh, then they could hit syndication. And so they just had to like shit out 20 episodes and they pretty much just let the writers just do whatever the hell they wanted with it. So that they could hit that syndication, and I wonder if maybe that's a fate that like Sonic will will befall as well. <laughs> <They're just laughs> right. like, you know what? I'll tell you what. Just we don't care. Do whatever you want. Just get us to five hundred episodes so that we can <laughs> so that we can put it away, put it to bed, and be done with it. It's not five hundred episodes, but it's it's like eighty. I think I think it takes eighty episodes to hit syndication. And yeah, it's like it's like between eighty and hundred something. It's something I'm, in there. You're I'm right. pretty sure it's till death because till death made it to eighty one episodes before it was over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that very much sounds like what you're
0: describing. Like you know, bucket. But yeah, it, yeah, it's just it's it gets like really surreal towards the end. That's uh,
2: pretty funny.
1: The rest of the development in the last season before they got canceled had some real real weird, real weird, 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 weird episodes. Like there was this really meta episode where they were talking about. Uh,
0: Doing like, know, like a fundraiser for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. S- and everybody was like, you know,
1: yeah.
0: It was the it's the one where at one point the narrator just straight up says he's like, please tell your friends about our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel
2: like um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was like that in the final season as well, where they just did these like really fucking weird magical realism meta episodes. Like, there's one episode. That just implied the entire series that Bucky had been like a crazy woman, a crazy person in a mental facility. And she was just streaming the entire thing
0: up. Um, This would have been the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, everyone Uh, would have been real happy about that. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's the perfect way to see it out like. It was all a dream, the entire time. People, people
0: love bullshit. people love it was all a dream. That's like their favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can you imagine how much better the last of us would be if Joel just woke up and his daughter was fine?
2: Right. Like, oh god.
0: Ugh. I just had the strangest dream, sweetheart.
2: <laughs> I had the strangest dream, sweetheart. <laughs> no, that it was no, the me, last
0: of us. <laughs> now get me a lemonade. <laughs> okay.
1: I don't know. So Tell me about Disney Infinity, Jay.
0: Oh, uh, you want? <laughs> let's rip I that. Just let's want... just rip that uh, fucking bandaid off.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's just do this.
0: <laughs> right I, I, I don't. I don't
2: understand why it's so painful. I was just curious, and I saw it it's right. so painful. It's... I'm just saying this <laughs> it. Well, I, I was curious. Like it was. It was Black Friday, and I was looking at Black Friday deals, and I didn't see anything I liked. Uh, so, but I did see uh, Disney Infinity. I saw a copy of a uh, Star Wars Ahsoka, which is a new. They're like one of their first hardcover books. Uh, for the Star Wars stuff, and then I saw a bed for my cat, and I got all of that shit for like, I guess I guess it cost like twenty five thirty for everything. Uh, my cat never used the fucking bed, but I did play Disney Infinity. Did you read your Star Wars books? I I, I read halfway through my Star Wars book, actually. Oh, that's good. And I have very, something very interesting to tell you about kyber crystals.
0: Is that the crystal <laughs> that makes a lightsaber?
2: Yes, that's oh. the crystal that makes lightsaber. Very good. So it turns out that that like Darth Vader and Darth Maul and and Count Dooku and 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 Senator Palpatine, all their lightsabers are red because when the Sith tries to use a kyber crystal, the kyber crystal gets sad and it doesn't want to be used by them, and it gets hurt, and the Sith basically has to kill it, and it causes the kyber crystal to bleed. So the kyber crystal turns red, and then that's why they have those red lightsabers.
0: That's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I, I, Man, I really I feel guess. like I really feel like
2: you don't. Know, did you ever see that uh, red letter media episode where they just read the facts about Darth Vader's costume? Yeah, yeah. And those are like those are like the straight facts of the costume. Like they didn't they didn't alter it at all. They didn't pull it. From a fan form or anything like these are the actual facts from the extended universe. I feel like we need to do something like
0: that one day. <laughs> there's there's a lot. Of... See, like this is this is Star Wars's problem, right? Like it, it's at its best when it's dealing in just like raw emotion and family problems, and uh, you know, uh, and, uh, the, the score
1: going like nah
0: nah na. Well, it's funny. But, it's, at mean, it's mean... but it's at its fucking worst when they try to sit down and do like some actual sci-fi. Then it's just unbearable. Right, yeah. Like, me, 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 me
2: and me and Dave had like this actual, exact same conversation last night. We were talking about how whenever Star Wars is kind of like realistic and down to earth and like shows what people do on just serving a, surviving around all this retarded space magic that's going on. Uh, that then it's really good, but when it focuses on the space magic itself, then it gets to be really bad. It's just as soon like, as, really, as, soon really, really as soon
0: someone as soon as someone sits down and is like. Well, we got to explain this. People are going to want to know. No, no <laughs> one wants to know. <laughs> Shut up. That's pretty much, yeah. Why does it work? It works because it does. <laughs> it works because it does. Like that's back just how it magic, is. Space magic, bro. Like, like I liked like, um
2: are, Wait a minute. Lucio and and Jared, are you telling me you didn't like Midichlorians?
0: No, I, the no mid- I mean Midichlorians are great. That was that was back when the trilogies <laughs> were still like pure. But <laughs> so like I enjoyed. I, I think I read something that said like uh, for for Star Wars Seven or whatever. They're like Kylo Ren's lightsabers all fucking weird because he doesn't know how to make lightsabers good. And I was right. like, that's yeah. a yeah, that's, that's, that's a great like that's all the information I need. But I right. guess you can go out there and you can find much more detailed information but, that, that ruins he, all but of but that. He, so
2: he has a, draw,
1: he has like, a, when a when you... crying
2: crystal on his lightsaber. Right, but but see that's right, the that's... thing when you when you even go just like a deeper like one 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 dermal layer deeper into Kylo Ren's lightsaber and find out that all he cared about was the lightsaber was red, so that's why he has a red crystal and that's why it's really bad because he only cared about the color red. Like that's cool, right? That adds to Kylo's character. It's like, oh, okay, he's he's, he's an good. idiot like that crystal. wanted a red lightsaber. But when you suggest <laughs> Kylo Ren. Made, like when the other Sith made their crystals bleed, that's when things start to get really, really unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate is that. Uh, <laughs> its an interesting word to use in this context. But yes, I—I uh, I don't know. What are your worst? Like, what are your like your 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 worst Star Wars moments? I know there's a lot of them, but if you can focus in on like one or two,
0: that part where Anakin yells "Yippee." <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry that's the best moment um yes. hmm.
1: is just that? the whole like the guy I, I kind of like fucked off of the extended the universe pretty quickly just because I was like, oh Boy, no. it gets
0: it gets goofy sometimes <laughs> like there's, sometimes there's there's I know that there's like a couple
1: that. of like novels that are held up as like really good ones, but uh I mean everyone,
0: everyone the ones everyone that likes, I've read were really bad everyone likes the Thrawn trilogy, I'm sure it's probably fine
2: but. It's becoming very apparent that Disney ripped out the old extended universe to introduce their new extended universe. That's where the Ahsoka thing comes from in the in the bleeding crystals. And to Jared's point, uh, the Ahsoka book was actually pretty decent. It's like a young adult novel, so it's really, really simple reading reading level, and you know thoughts and ideas and dialogue are really simple. But uh, for the most part, it's about you know Ahsoka is uh, kind of like this unofficial Jedi who was uh, who quit the order. And she's surviving around the galaxy. She goes to, like, this uh, backwater farming planet. And she has, like, this uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, um, and uh, she has, like, all this survivor's guilt. And when she's just kind of, like, keeping her head down and, and just kind of trying to get along in her life, like, I just want to fucking move on. And she basically uh, becomes a repair person and uh, repairs people's machines. Afterwards, she goes to the bar and has some food and goes home and sleeps. At that point, the book is actually pretty great. Uh, and then a Sith Inquisitor shows up with lightsaber crystals, and his lightsaber crystal is bleeding. And the second, the second they introduce space magic that and starts focusing on that, that's when the book gets really, really stupid.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. It's generally something that I think is uh, good, good stories, bad sci-fi. I think that um, if you want your, like, Poindexter... How do the warp drives work? Go watch Star Trek, you fucking nerd. Like, Star Wars is, isn't for that. Right. Right. And anybody who tries to make it for that is is fucking stuff up. Stop it. Shut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't have much to say about Disney Infinity. It's like, well, I did get, I got the Star Wars pack because, uh, and I found out a couple of unfortunate things about Infinity that, uh that you wouldn't even think about going into it. Uh, I'm sure to long time infinity owners and all that, this sounds really uninformed, but I didn't know that it wasn't anything like Label dimensions. Like I didn't know you could, you couldn't mix up characters in different universes because, um, and I didn't know it's not, um, um, backwards compatible either. So you can't play old play sets. Uh, you can use old characters, but you can't use old play sets. And had I known that I probably wouldn't have uh, touched it, but since I had it anyway, and since, um, you know, it's not something I was going to bother sending back. I'm not going to pay $5 in postage. You get like $10 back or whatever. Um, I went ahead and played it. And I what I got was um, I got Anakin and I got Ahsoka. And I got the uh, Twilight of the Republic playset, which also heavily hints that it wants you to buy Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and Twilight of the Republic, I actually watched the other two playsets online because I was thinking, should I buy something else? So I feel like it's not a complete waste of time. No, if I buy something else, it's going to be worse. I'm going to feel much worse about buying it. Yeah, so. <laughs> there's a point where you have to stop. So I, I looked. I looked at uh, Rise, Rise of uh, Rise Against the Empire and Force Awakens, and they're really, really awful. Like really bad. Like Force Awakens takes the the simple plot of Force Awakens and makes it even simpler. Um, and it just like rips out the character relationships. And Ray and Finn are equally in love. And you know, all of it just looks really, really awful. And Rise Against Empire just tries to jam-pack um, everything about the first trilogy into one uh, pack. And so when Luke finds out that Darth Vader is, is his father, it's during the Battle of Hoth. And it's like, well, okay, that's... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not quite right, but whatever. So,
1: By Tal- the way, Luke, knew that. Oh, okay, well, uh, you want to switch and betray the Emperor? Okay. <laughs> and, then and then you end it.
2: And then you end it. Uh, Twilight of the Republic is actually based on some of the worst Star Wars stuff out there. Like, I feel Clone Wars and uh, is really, really bad. I feel the original prequel uh, was really, really bad. Um, but Twilight of the Republic takes it and actually makes it good. So good job, Disney Infinity. Everything else about Disney Infinity right now, since it is shutting down, just feels really, really fucking sad. Like uh, it feels like the waning days of the RPG maker uh, community. It's like when you when you install a video game on Steam that used to have a bunch of mod support, and uh, and you just can't find any working mods or anything like that. That's that's what Disney Infinity feels like. <laughs> it's like it's just a really really sad uh, thing. And and it, it, once you get to learn the story of uh, Disney Infinity, it, things start to make a lot more sense. I think I feel like when we first mentioned it, them shutting down, it really confused us. Um, because it seemed like something that was an instant money generator, but once you start to learn more about it, then it starts to make a lot of sense. First of all, it's the fact that Lego dimensions comes onto the scene and presents a much better product, right? It's like, Oh, you can take whatever stupid teams imaginable and do whatever you want with them. Um, you can buy a $20 pack and still get like a playset. you can buy a $10 pack and still get a world to explore. You know, it's not like uh Disney infinity where it's just the character and that's it. Uh, fuck you. Um, but you start to you start to learn about some of the things that Disney did um, with Infinity, and I just need to I need I need to. Uh, uh, so, for example, who knows who Zeb is?
0: I I don't know what that is. You
1: said some white kid somewhere? That sounds like a white kid name.
2: <laughs> um, Zeb is not some white kid. He's a he's a Disney Infinity figure from. Uh, from Star Wars Rebels, and and Disney mandated that Infinity start making this uh, this figure. Um, that sounds gay. You know, uh, and and selling it. But about everyone's favorite Marvel movie character,
0: Yondu.
1: Ah yes, Yondu. At least I know who he is.
0: <laughs> do you know who Yondu is. I do not know what Yondu is. He is the blue guy
2: from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, i I saw
0: that movie, but I don't was the was it the guy in the prison and he's tall what no was it the blue the, guy yeah, there's a blue guy in the prison, and he like punches him, but no. it doesn't work i i, I know what you was talking about no it's not that's not the guy
2: is it? Was but, blue, um, but Disney blue? Was like I don't remember but a, i i
0: guy? wait the good blue guy
1: there's, a, not no, there's really he's good a, he's but yes, a,
0: this is the good guy who's colored. That's that's not the right, <laughs> that's not the right <laughs> phrasing. Well done, Jared. <laughs> there's a color, there's a colored good guy. I know it's hard to believe, but there is one
2: <laughs> in
0: the whole universe.
2: Uh, in the whole universe, there's right. a single one in the universe. So um, yeah, that. So, one, yeah, that, so but Disney decided that you know everyone wanted to buy a Yondu figure. So when you when you find out Disney is making all of these like stupid figures and. Um, I remember I praised the availability of Jack Sparrow when I got it um, like several, several podcasts ago um, because, you know, they didn't want they weren't like amiibo and all that. But it's not, it sounds like they overprinted these figures and they mandated that Infinity just make all of these really dumb figures that no one would ever want in a million years. Like no one wants Yondu. Oh,
0: I don't it's, know if anyone uh, wants Seb. It's Michael Rooker. Why don't you just say Michael Rooker? I remember this guy. He has he, he other things. He had the ball, the ball had a in it. So now that you know who Yandu
2: is, would you want a Disney Infinity figure of him?
0: Yes. It's Michael <laughs> fucking Rooker. I want as many Michael Rooker action figures as I can get.
2: Well, you um, we can probably find them. Can we do Chris Pratt instead? Would you want a Chris Pratt figure? No,
0: he's not Michael Rooker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But he's so dreamy, Jed.
0: He's not Michael Rooker at all. Oh, man. Sign me up. Well, I own two Chris Pratt figures
2: now. That sounds gay. I have one for Lego Dimensions and I have one for Disney Infinity. I'm pretty happy about that.
0: And he was like the evil bad guy in the movie Slither. I want that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't kick them out of bed. Great. All right. So what's the thesis statement here on Disney Infinity, then?
2: I guess I guess that disney is still an evil marketing machine and never forget that and uh they will run a product into the ground as long as it rakes money so star wars fans force awakens is good rogue one is getting good reviews but hold on to your ass because that's not gonna last
1: no i mean they will they will keep making good movies it's just everything else is gonna suck
2: i mean they, they i don't think that's true they have like something like 19 movies planned for the next 20 years
0: i mean statistically statistically it has to go south so you <laughs> so
1: you're saying they're holding back because they have like 7,000 avenger movies now, like for months
0: i was just about to say you have to admit as much as i don't enjoy them they've been pretty competent with the marvel stuff like uh, more, I don't know. more I, so I, than i, I think it should be expected
2: I feel like, you know, I, I, I guess that's right from, uh, that's none of them of right. none I mean, of are great, they're, they're but like they're fun fine. And, they, and, they, and they do what they're supposed to do in the, in the theater. But if you try to go back for like a second watch, it's going to be a very terrible experience. I, I've, I've oh, watched yeah. several Marvel movies a, a second time and I'm really sad I did that. Like, I feel like it's, it's for one thing, one popular movie in the mood so you're right it, 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 but it's kind of like it, they're production line movies and they feel like production line
0: movies sure that's what happen. To i think star wars, star wars. Is, i think star wars is kind of perfect for that like I, I think it's gonna be fine to be like this like fun oh i had fun while i was watching that and then you forget about it and never think about it again and, uh, <laughs> right. and, just, and just move on and it's never a problem because there's always a new star wars to watch <laughs> that's, i guess that's true so it doesn't, it doesn't really bug you Uh, i mean i want i want like a nice i I would like a nice artsy star wars about some kind of like rebel internment camp and a woman who has to choose between her two children like i want that too but uh so
2: you want like like star wars Fenders list
0: i want i want sophie's choice star wars edition i think that (laughs) we would need to theory craft that name a little more but yeah basically I mean, let's we'll
2: see, we'll see. some of the the.
1: Uh... We, we've talked about this in the past that you know, Star Wars fans are probably the easiest people to just like note for money. They will buy whatever. Like there's a pancake with like a fucking stormtrooper helmet. They will like buy millions of those.
0: What's Chewbacca's you know, just, wife's like, name?
1: Random bullshit.
0: No, her name's her name's not random bullshit. Her name's Malato <laughs> Buck. What? Her name is Malato <laughs> Buck. Did you just make up your alien's name right here? Is she human or is she what? What is she? No, Chewbacca has a wife. She's in the Christmas special. Oh, is she? And her name is Malatobuck, meaning beautiful Malico singer. Malatobuck, okay. I got it. And so I vote Malito Buck's choice. That's, right, sure. That's what our movie's going to be <laughs> called. And she has to choose between Lumpy and who's her other kid? I don't think she has another kid. So she has to have another kid first.
2: Yeah, so... Yeah. So this is who you specifically wanted to want to star?
0: Yes. I want <laughs> I wanted to star Malatavuk <laughs> and Lumpy. I, I'm, I'm curious as to if the entire
2: thing would be in Wookiee or you know, whatever the language is called. Would the entire uh, thing be in that? It's called
0: <laughs> it's called Sheree by the way. Sheree OK, well, thank you for correcting me. I'm on a wiki. So I have I could tell I have all the information that you want right now.
2: Well, could you could you tell me a little bit more about, about. RepMed VitaPaste?
0: No, but I can tell you more about <laughs> yeah. Malatobak.
2: OK, so tell me more about Malatobak. She, I want to know
0: she was uh, also featured in a, a notable comic series called Star Wars Chewbacca,
2: where she's good to know, just like my. My
0: my Star Wars Ahsoka, but go ahead. She is the narrator for the first episode, and she tells the story of how she and Chewbacca met, and this functions as a means to portray the grief over Chewbacca's death. Why, Chewbacca, why?
1: <laughs> Chewbacca died?
0: Yeah, he died in... Uh... Oh, God, I'm a fucking nerd. He died in Vector Prime. <laughs> that was you, the name of the You book. are a bit of a nerd. Yeah, I... Just... Dude, I was into this stuff when I was a kid. I, I, have, I have Vector Prime in, like, hardcover. <laughs> like... Wow uh but yeah I go and give you a I, to go.
2: I'm, I'm impressed I'm, I'm actually impressed and in fact I'm a little jealous because I've, I've gone over it a couple of times now uh I've never had like a, a space opera that I really latched onto unless it ended like if I could see an incoming ending then I'm just like I was all into it so it, and there aren't very many right like Star Wars yeah star wars has like a few episodes but then it always had like the expanded universe that went on forever like that never stopped. What? But che- like
0: Xenosaga
2: Saga, ended. Chewbacca ended. Chewbacca ended, yes. Uh, no, but I'm like Xenosaga gonna... Saga and Battlestar Galactica and uh, Cowboy I was up... that was like
1: I was ended up reading like depressing sci-fi made by like traumatized ex, like Vietnam or World War One vets, like the Forever War and shit.
2: <laughs> that's I mean that's not that's not too bad. I like yeah, that Forever War was a good one, and I like Forever Peace as well. Yeah, I, like those are, but those ended. <laughs> well yeah there were one-shot <laughs> books i mean you know <laughs> um yeah but but what what else do you have to tell us i'm curious what else What and what other interesting facts
0: about, about. chewbacca's wife yeah and this is the chewbacca's wife podcast let's see um <laughs> uh she is romantic there's a stub for romantic relationship how could i not learn more about oh. Uh, I'd yes. like some details here. Chewbacca was later enslaved by the Galactic Empire, and only after his rescue by Han Solo and his return, his relationship with Mala became romantically involved. When he finally decided he wanted to marry her, an albino Wookiee named Toy Javuik wanted her for himself. <laughs> Chewbacca killed <laughs> Toy Javuik, <laughs> and his clan placed a death mark on Chewbacca. Uh, That's why it's so whitey. Damn, that got dark. <laughs> like <laughs> Alright, well, there you go. Uh they killed an albino Wookiee, which is also something that's real apparently. See, this is this is again, this is why you can't you can't linger too much in Star Wars. Like just just, <laughs> just tell your story and be done with it. You don't need to be like, but what about Chewbacca's wife? Like nobody fucking cares. All right. Also, next only,
2: I I I really feel that my life is enlightened. By knowing about Chewbacca's wife and by knowing about bleeding Kuiper crystals. Yeah,
0: your life is definitely better than it was before. <laughs> that, you too, listener. Uh, Lucio, do you want to talk about a game that came out this year?
1: Yes, let's, let's talk <laughs> about
0: one. I actually really want to know what you're thinking of The Last Guardian. I'm very curious.
1: Uh, it, it's just going to sound like a cop-out, and it probably is, but if you like a Tinaiko game, then it's a T-Niko game. I have to say, though, they made. The best dog on all the video games.
0: Okay, so here's the question, b- because this keeps coming up. Better than Riley? I don't think so. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Can't yeah. be better than Riley. Uh, because first of all, Riley does what you tell him to, so he's already well. Uh,
1: he's not. He's not a very good like representation but, of a dog. But when, so yeah. that
0: that's what I think is interesting, right? Is there's this uh there's this kind of compelling idea that they have where the creature in the game, I think Trico? is his name, Trico? Yeah. Uh, basically. He only follows your directions like a percentage of the time. Uh it's
1: not kind of that, like he tries to do what you tell him but he doesn't really understand a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not like he just ignores you. He's just kind of like, it's like a dog. You know, when you tell your dog, ah, go over there. And, you know, your dog knows you're telling him something, but he doesn't fucking know what you're talking about. So so he just kind of wanders around like a fucking moron.
0: Some people think that uh, it is very much to the game's detriment that they do that. And other people think it's kind of the whole fucking point of the game. Where do you fall on this, on this scale?
1: I am... Um... More like in the in the fucking point of the game, but the problem is that I can understand the frustration of the people who like weren't expecting this. Mm-hmm. And there, there's something that I feel needs to be addressed here, which is we were talking in the pre-show that how like Niro Tomata seems to be much more popular than anything else. Euro uh, Yakutoro has done in the past. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you think this is a similar and... situation where this is like garnered so much. Right, this exclaim. is has so much
1: more, more attention, so much more hype than anything else that Team Michael has done, and I think that also there is a lot of um, like nostalgia goggles on Team Michael's games because I played the HD collection last year, mm-hmm. and I can tell you those games did not control well. <laughs> no, at all. No, neither one <laughs> of them. Uh, uh, especially like Ico, you have to tell whatever her name is to follow you, and you're like, eh! she's just like around like a moron Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's kind of that and you know it kind of hits the same kind of emotional like points and stuff but i can i can see that if you're not somebody who played those games or if you play those games 10 years ago and you remember them like how cool they were in your head because you don't remember like you know in shadow of the colossus is wanda you know jumping in the opposite way that you told him and down a cliff because the controls were junky you remember you know the cool fight with the bird and, you know when you were on top of the the bird in in the air and stuff like that you don't remember like uh you don't remember how you know, fucking
0: annoyed you were trying to climb like the tower at the end or
1: right exactly
0: and, and you know and you're, then, like you're he, he, right when you say that like i i was i couldn't find it but i was looking the other day because i have the uh i have the issue of uh of egm from the month that Shadow of the Colossus came out on the PlayStation Two, it was like really close to when that magazine was kind of winding down, and uh, I cannot find my copy of it anywhere. But I remember like reading the reviews and being like, "This is these aren't very good." Like I I remember thinking like right. the game was basically like a six, and like I guess maybe you know maybe you can check it out if you want, but now no but, one remembers it that way.
2: Right, yeah, I, mean, I
0: I I
2: I have to ask, right? It's like. Usually, I don't. I don't forgive uh, um, less than good controls. I don't usually forgive bad controls. And when people say things like "Oh, Resident Evil 2 control that way because it was meant to be difficult," I I, I think that's bullshit. But in uh, in, in this case, I have to ask, but like with like the boss fights in Shadow of the Colossus be as good as memorable if the control is for like smoother if it played like um i don't know god of war or something
0: i mean like you can you can basically play a game like that and it's uh the castlevania lords of shadows basically completely rips off shadow Shadow (laughs) of the colossus and but it but it controls way better it's much more precise and accurate and i it's certainly not any more fun (laughs) like it didn't right didn't
1: make But it there bizarre. was a lot of frustration in Hero of the Colossus. Like I said, like I played the uh, the HD collection last year, um, and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, man, this this is not what I remember. I think, <laughs> and I can imagine
2: that the originals were probably worse because you know I assume they, I they I, did I, some I, 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 I had to just real quick uh, since you brought up where's the chat since we talked about like the background behind Infinity. Did you ever read the background behind? um lords of shadows and lords of shadows too like there's an interesting article not too long ago
0: yeah that went to... i, I want to say it was I, I think it was polygon who did it someone did a gigantic write-up on mercury steam yeah and um and what went into those games and uh it's a huge fucking mess like yeah <laughs> it,
2: it, it's
0: crazy and i can't remember the guy's name uh, who directed? You're both You're talking of them.
2: about the director, yeah, yeah. But we've we've discussed that. It Gives you the impression he's kind of a fool. <laughs> it gives you like the, the the idea that he's kind of um. It, that's what it was. It was kind of like the director against his team. It was like a he said, she said situation. But when you when you hear of, like the nightmare behind the development of it, you you kind of can't walk away with the opinion, um, like for once, you know, the the miracle, there's a game at all.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't want to yeah. I don't want to like you know offend anybody but that guy's head is so far up his fucking ass and if you read if you read i have both the art books for uh castlevania and if you read through them like he's written a lot of the inlays for it and i mean it's just it's ridiculous the stuff that he thinks that he's achieved with these games (laughs) like i i I, it's it's bizarre it's so bizarre um but it was think... also
2: very interesting because I think it was also done in the wake of uh, Hideo Kojima leaving and the attitude, you know, it was again, but he said, she's that thing, the, the director and all that. He was like, yeah, Hideo was great. And, you know, he did this and that. And, and the rest of the team was like, he, he was there. He said hi once or twice, but he didn't have anything to do with it.
0: Yeah, it, it, they they drop his name a lot, but it, it didn't really mean much. It didn't didn't help anything. But um what were we talking about? Oh dogs. We were talking about Last Guardian. Last and before, Guardian, we yeah. to, before we get back to before you get back to Last Guardian,
2: it sounds like Chico, who I think is either a Star Wars character or Pokemon. One of those two things is true. I think Chico sounds either like a really bad dog or a really good cat.
1: No, he's uh, actually one of the things that really impressed me is how much he behaves like an actual dog. Mm-hmm. Because if you have, like, a dog, and it's not, like, a super-trained, like, military dog or, like, a service dog or something like that. It's just, like, a regular mud that you find somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, he kind of behaves like that. And, you know, um, the way he moves and the way he reacts to things, like, you know, so sometimes if you go in, like, uh, into a room that he can fit, he will, like, stick his head in like a moron and kind of look for you. Um, You know, if he sees, like, a puddle, he'll jump and, like, you know roll around and all that and then shake
0: i have a question because it's interesting because people different people seem to think of him as a different animal uh like you hear a lot Mm -hmm. of people talking about him like he's a dog but you hear some people talking about him like he's a cat and like there's all these different and the i guess my question is does he like you because in the footage that i've watched he seems pretty indifferent to the player like i get more cat vibes from him where he was like (laughs) kind of where he like kind of doesn't really give a fuck about you at all
1: no, he follows you around. He protects you. Um, you know, he he will like look for you when you're not there. So, yeah, he, he he's used to care. Mm, okay. So, are, are you, are you
0: um, saying So he's, saying defi- he's a better he's, dog than Riley? He's definitely going to die, then, is what you're saying. He's,
1: more yeah, he's, he's a more realistic dog. Yeah, probably.
0: He's <laughs> a more realistic dog. There's no way that this thing makes it to the end in, in one piece. I mean, somebody's going to
1: die. Either he dies or the kid dies. Yeah. Otherwise, she's gonna be super sad.
2: So he's a he's a more realistic dog than Riley. But you can't
0: In terms of like dogs.
2: how our dogs actually behave.
1: Mm-hmm. I, think like, a
0: a, dog I think it's kind like of a better dog. like, and I I think that um I think you hit the nail on and the I... head with like their type of games in general. Where I think that their games are just not very fun to experience, but they're great to have experienced. Like you'll always exactly. you'll, you'll reminisce fondly about this game a year from now. But right now, while you're playing it, you're kind of like, you know what? Fuck this!
2: <laughs> is he a better so, dog uh, than Chop? Who? Chop, Chop. Grab the auto, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. What about D Dog?
1: <laughs> I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5 yet, so I don't know. How about Angelo? <laughs>
0: it's like angelo Jesus Christ. I, angelo,
2: <laughs> angelo could turn into a cannon did you google really like, hard to
0: beat yeah that's true angelo was a cannon so i mean what else is there to say really
1: <laughs> so one of the, the cool things about the game is you can like climb on him and, and like give him directions which is the part where people are bitching mm-hmm. um because you know you tell him go this way and then he goes away but then he doesn't really go where you want him to go and you know it, it's you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know if it's on purpose. Like, you know, you, you, you I might, it might it, just it, be like,
0: it seems like it. It just couldn't pull it out. Yeah, it does seem like. But it, it yeah, seems like it's, like it's like on purpose. It intense, yeah, yeah, every everything that I've read about it, I mean, it, it could be not on purpose. It could just be something where like that's how they spun it. But like in their interviews, they they seem to talk a lot about. They, they actually kind of uh, wonder sometimes like whether or not they did it enough or like should have should have scaled it back a little bit. So they act as though they're in control over it and it's something that they're conscious of and they feel like they got it to a point where they were happy with the way it behaved. And I, I think that there's a lot of people like if you love a good Twitch shooter like this game is going to make you furious like. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're going to fucking. There's, eat and it. I, I think there's just, I think it's been so hyped up that uh, there are going to be a lot of people. It's actually very similar. Well, not very similar. Um, it's, it's somewhat like No Man's Sky. I think where a lot of people who wouldn't even have liked that game if it did do what it was supposed to wound up picking it up because it was so hyped up.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I think like it took so long to get this game out because uh, I think they must have spent like eight years just like fucking looking at like different animals and how they behave because it, i can overemphasize how like realistically this feels like an actual animal mm-hmm. um just the way it behaves and the way it moves the way like it interacts with everything you know um and you know I, i'm almost wondering whether this would have been even possible on the ps3
0: yeah, um, I think that's... The, I mean, it sounds like, I've, from what I've heard uh, from a graphical perspective, it sounds like it has some trouble on the PS4.
1: It does. Sometimes, like, it it will kind of, like, slow down a little bit. So, I'm wondering if, like, this could have even run on the PS3. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: I mean, it's too early to say for sure, probably, but what are your general yeah. thoughts? Are you... Is it something that you'd recommend? Like, is it something I should play before we do Game of the Year? Or is it... <sighs> If you really I don't like, he like might play it before we do stuff. game of the year. I mean,
2: See, I, he, he's already got to put like modifier on it. If yeah, and gonna, I here when we, we started the talking year. about <laughs> it,
0: I, I get that though. I totally get that, I, and I guarantee you, it's going to make someone's game of the year. I don't know who yet, but some somebody's going to do it. May as well. Be I don't us. think it's.
1: I don't think it's game of the year material. Um, like the same way I don't think that Ico or some of the Colossus were game of the year materials.
0: Right, right.
1: Mm.
2: So it's like no Western press, is what you're saying.
1: (laughs) There's no Western press, you (laughs) know.
2: There's no kind option.
0: Yeah, yep. You know who was a good dog?
2: Uh,
0: Huey. I like Huey. Shadow. Huey?
2: Yeah, Huey from Haunting Ground.
0: Shadow's not the dog. Shadow has a dog. Interceptor, sorry. Shadow has a dog named is...
2: interceptor. 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 What is a dog.
0: fucking terrible name for a dog. Can you imagine? No, but it was. It sounds like a fucking missile. It's like accurate. That's what.
2: what he was there for. Yeah, but like a he when Inter
0: when Interceptor doesn't come and you have to call his name over and over again, like that's obnoxious. That's true. I guess you could call him <laughs> interceptor. Or something. Interceptor. Interceptor. You wanna you What's wanna hear example? you wanna hear about the the uh, the adventures of Frank West? Oh Marvel nice. is also a good dog.
1: Or, or you guys wanna want me to like explain to you the final half of Final Fantasy fifteen?
0: I want to hear about attempt. Frank West. I almost wonder if we should uh, <laughs> wait until we come back from the break and have a, a Final Fantasy extraordinaire with Doug. But. I don't know, man. I don't know. is it, it, is it like bur- is it burning into your soul? I
1: mean, I just finished it, so it's pretty fresh.
0: It's pretty fresh. We can talk about it. Um, I- I'll tell you a little about Dead Rising because it won't take long for me to explain to you why it's oh. bad. Um, it's bad, by the way. Uh, at least I I don't think it's very good. I uh, I bear in mind that I'm not a huge fan of Dead Rising anyway, with the exception of the first one, which I think is still to this day. One of my favorite games on the Xbox 360. And the first, it has the distinction of being the game I bought in Xbox 364, uh, because I really deeply wanted to play uh, Dead Rising. And I guess my appeal would be that I don't think Capcom understands what is fun about those games.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: Uh, because here's here's They my, seem to learn a lot. Here's my argument. I think that Dead Rising was fun. Uh, it, because of the exploration and experimentation aspects, like you pick up a shower head, I mean like the weapons, right, right. Like you pick up a shower head and you're like, what does this do? And when you use it, you jam it in a zombie's head and blood comes out of the, the sprayer. And right. you're like, that's hilarious. And, and it's the greatest thing. Uh, and you find like, there's a katana that's hidden and you find the katana and you become unstoppable for a little while until it breaks. And, uh you know there's there's just there's all these like fun but, weapons and it's exciting to see like what they do and how they work. The the combat has no depth to it. It's two buttons and really just like for the most part it doesn't matter which one you push. You'll you'll get there eventually. Um there's there's challenge in Dead Rising, uh but most of it stems from like badly done boss battles, not necessarily from like well well done uh, you know, normal combat, and but um, so they
2: are they are memorable bosses. I wanted that out there. Sure, least.
0: the the maniacs, yeah. and that's that's taken a big step back uh, in Dead Rising Four. Um, the but I would say the maniacs in one and two are both pretty. Uh, they're they're badly written, like they're terrible characters, <laughs> right? Um, but they're but they're memorable. Like you you, I mean, I'm all, I like I'm always going to remember
2: like the the security lady from the first one was molesting these women and just like really fucking weird and then i'm always going to remember like the twins from two and their stupid ass katana battle on a dance floor like i'm always going to remember that shit
0: there's that bot fight in the grocery store with the lady on like the scooter or the guy on the i don't remember yeah Yeah, yeah. but
1: the guy on the scooter yeah and
0: uh, and who can forget adam the clown oh so i mean he's he's like the most important one because he gives you the best weapon in the game He's the chainsaw guy, right? Chainsaw guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. chainsaw guy. Yeah, yeah. once you yeah. get that chainsaw, if you get a couple books <laughs> to extend its life, you're unstoppable. Like, that's that's pretty much the trick. But anyway, so I had a big issue with Dead Rising 2, and that issue was the combo system, because I thought mm-hmm. the combo system sounded really fun, but you're hamstrung. You, you're not experimenting. You're just picking up blueprints and then doing what the blueprints say. I would have right. ra- I would have rather seen a much smaller subset of weapons, but they all interact with each other, and so you're sitting there with like this wonder and excitement of like, well, what happens when I put this and this together? Like, what does this make? And you never get that feeling. Because... you
1: on a pineapple, pineapple
0: cookie. Sure, yeah. Like I I would <laughs> rather the game have half the weapons and they can all be combined with each other in different ways than have like the sheer number of of bullshit that it has. And then have it basically just tell you what to do. Like that's not exciting to me. And um, the, cra- system. the crafting system in Dead Rising Four is has the exact same problem. It, it might even be worse um, because there's there's really not a lot of sense in using non combo weapons uh, mm-hmm. because they're just not very good. Uh, the, there's there's such a wide disconnect between a combo weapon and a non combo one uh and and so i mean you're incentivized heavily to do it but again like there's no experimentation angle you're just you know what the recipe is and so you're just scavenging and trying to find the other piece that you need for the recipe Um, right the one thing they've done that i like and i don't know if they had this in three uh i'm I'm not sure but um the combo system weapons basically have classes now so like Uh, technology pieces will have a little picture of a monitor. And so all of the combo items, it it will be one specific item, but then the item that you pair it with will just be a type or a class. So uh, there's a a weapon that is a uh, Christmas wreath that's electrified, and you put it over a zombie's head, and it electrifies like everybody in the inner <laughs> radius. And so, to to build that, you have to pick up a wreath, but you can combine it with any electronic item. So a stereo. Oh, that's cool. So that's nice. It makes it a little bit easier to generate those weapons. Um, having said that, a lot of the combos are just so specific that like you'll, you you made you may only use that weapon like one time. Like I I found one that uh, uses a Blanca mask. Um, and it makes like these electric punching gloves when you combine it with an electric item. But I've only found I've <laughs> only cute. I've only found the Blanca mask like one time. Mm. There's, I feel like
2: I feel is like it's a random problem. That particular problem has been in all Dead Rising games where something was so rare it wasn't worth going after it, the weapon.
0: Yeah, and I mean again, like there's no the craft crafting tables are gone. There aren't crafting tables uh mm-hmm. instead what you do is if you're holding an item that can be crafted and you walk over <laughs> the other component it'll just tell you right then and there and you can just hold b and then you'll craft it um
2: and, so and they it, took out they basically took out the safe haven mechanic
0: there are still safe havens but they're just shops basically there's people in them who will right. sell you items um, uh, that that's a little lame
2: yeah Yeah, that's kind
1: of weird too like in the yeah it's
2: kind of, of it. weird it feels like it feels kind of against the grain of Dead Rising because the safe haven felt super important in the first two games, and it felt like you know it was nice to see it grow with survivors if you had them, um, and then you know fuck up shit could happen to your safe haven and put in a lot of tension. So
0: uh, survivors now when you rescue them they just disappear immediately after you don't have to are you serious escort people or anything like that yeah and I believe I don't know this <laughs> yet but I believe they're just procedurally generated so.
2: Um, Oh, that's the worst.
0: Yeah, I I think they're actually just like random events. So think like a Bethesda game where like, you know, just randomly it'll generate some thieves and they'll come and try to rob you or something like that.
2: That's the absolute worst because the survivors in the first two games, like like, I didn't play the last one, but the survivors in the first two games were very specific.
0: Um, Yeah, no, they were. And like if you rescued certain people, it produced like certain results and things like that.
2: Yeah, and then, like, there were entire families and all that that you were rescuing, yeah. like, it's like... I don't know, that's like... It, it, it does sound to me that if if you don't have the weapons and if you don't have the safety, and if you don't have the survivors and if you don't have the bosses, then why is it a Dead Rising game? What do you have? <laughs> What's yeah. <at> the
0: point? <laughs> no, that... I mean, so the, the bosses uh, seem to have been relegated... Now, bear in mind, I'm only about... I don't know how far into the game I am because its timer seems to continue running even when I'm not playing. Uh, so the game says uh, I've been playing for 27 hours, but I'm fairly certain that number's closer to seven. Uh, but that's weird. Um, I think I'm about halfway. I think I'm at the halfway point through the game. But so far, I've only encountered three bosses, and they're super trivial. Like they take no thought to to fight. You can shoot them with a gun, or or you can just melee them to death. And at least two of them have just been regular soldiers in exosuits. Uh, oh come on! I have a feeling I'm going to yeah, be I'm encountering. I have a feeling I'm going to be encountering more of them. The only maniacs I found, I found two, and one of them's optional. You don't even have to do anything with them. Um, one of them is like an insane Santa, and he doesn't even have a cutscene associated with him. Uh, no. it, it just highlights an area of the map, and when you walk into it, this voice comes on, and they start summoning these elves, and then. After you kill a certain number of elves, then Insane Santa shows up and you kill him. Um and added bonus, it didn't clear the mission notification after I killed him, so I'm still being told well, to go fun. there all the time for So it's got bugs as well. Seems yeah, like see it. That, that that sounds like something I
2: wouldn't want to play. I, that's I a pretty big one too. I it's like it's like uh Oh man, that sounds that just sounds bad. It's, I, it's, it's like kind of and a I remember you know I remember, I remember 3, it, started, it sounded like it was one of the, it's like this oversimplification of video games that just starts to make them not fun to play. Like, I can understand the need to make games more accessible to players, and there there are definitely things about the first two Dead Risings um, that would probably make them pretty difficult to play today, and I would say, you know, probably uh, um, um, some of those things should be, like, streamlined and, and made a little bit better, and... I mean, a little looser. Like, the timer in the first game was really unforgiving. And 2 yeah. loosened it up a little bit, um, so that was nice. But even then, it, it, you know, the, that timer, like, it's not something I would have gotten uh, rid of. Like, I, I would have I uh, uh, made it so you had a little more wiggle room. But, you know, the timer made it so people could perform their own challenges. Like, okay, this is the run where I'm going to make sure I get all the cycle paths, and I have to be here, like, by 5 a.m. And I have to be here by like 7 p.m. Where this is the run where I save all the survivors, um, and then you know mo- most people in the first game they're just kind of put a focus on uh, getting the A ending or whatever it was called, um, just by running yeah. through the story and saving who they can and fighting who they can, and then getting to the end. Um, but I, you know, I, I I really I really can't tell you what the point of Dead Rising 4 is. It, it, it's if it's it sounds like. You, you know, you're just the guy running around zombies, and
0: pretty much it weapons. is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it yeah, is. Yeah. It is off-puttingly serious too. Like, uh, it's goofy as shit. You can still put on weird. I, I've been running around in a Morrigan costume from uh, Darkstalkers for <laughs> most of the game. I mean, it's goofy as hell, but uh, but it does the the cutscenes just don't match that. Like, like Frank has maybe like a little quip every now and then. But for the right. most for the most part, it's like super serious, um, and there's not very many cutscenes. It's pretty light on it. Like I said, you know, psychopaths or maniacs, they used to get cutscenes, and they they, yeah, they used to get cutscenes. Yeah, they don't anymore. Uh, they they maybe get a voiceover, and like I said, they're they're not really that much tougher than just regular characters. It's maybe just a couple more hits. Um,
2: like, and I, I I can see where the seriousness is kind of like the wrong lesson from Dead Rising because. The original cutscenes in the first two Dead Rising looks like super dark, but being dark isn't the same thing as being serious,
0: right? Um,
2: so, yeah, that's that's unfortunate.
0: <laughs> They're just, I yeah, I, I again, like I, I, I really think Capcom just does not get what made this so successful for them, or like what people so, liked so about it. It
1: sounds like so you're you're saying that the company that released Street Fighter without Street Fighter doesn't yeah. understand what. Makes the yeah, Maybe Street goes.
2: Fighter without Street Fighter. The last several Mega Mans weren't Mega Man. Um and now Resident Evil is no longer Resident Evil.
0: Yeah. So, so actually,
2: it sounds part of the curve.
0: Yeah, actually I guess I guess really, that's totally fair. Um it it's had we are we making early guesses here, but we were saying Marvel vs. Capcom board doesn't look like Marvel versus Capcom, so I, there you go. I guess this is maybe the most damning thing that I can say about Dead Rising. I have not, in Dead Rising 4, I have not encountered an item yet where when I saw it, I was like, oh boy, I can't wait to see what that does to a zombie. Like, there's this, yeah, that's, that, that's pretty that sense is gone, and that's totally what 1 and 2, for me, were all about. It, like, I didn't like the combo system in 2, but I was still excited to see what would happen sometimes when I built, like, these <laughs> weird, crazy things. With the wheelchair right. with, like... That's just yeah. That's what I loved
2: in two, like the two, the vehicle combos
0: in two were awesome. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of vehicle combos in this one. You have to drive like two cars next to each other, and then you can get out and combo them. But again, like not it, none of them are interesting. Um, there's, right. there's elemental aspects in this game. You have like a lot of items that generate electricity or ice or fire. Uh, but again, like nothing super interesting about that. And I will say one of the things that I was really happy about when it first started happening is I noticed that you level up really quickly. Like you, this game just gives out skill points like candy. And I like that. I like a game where I'm frequently going into the tree to you know make decisions and things like that. But the game actually gives you so many points that you never have to make any decisions. You can just buy everything. Mm -hmm. And so then we reverse back. Like I can't go to the very end of a tree because it blocks them out until I'm a certain level. So I can't go and say like, oh, I want to level up blades all the way to the highest. It, it locks you into forcing you to spend it on other stuff first. And so rather than make like a specific Frank West, I'm just upgrading the same Frank West everybody else is for the most part. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff's disappointing to me. I want I want a skill system, and this this is just true for any game. I want a skill system where when you level up, it just pops up and it gives you like three choices, and if you don't pick the other two, they're gone forever. It's just like, here you go, here's some, here's some options. How do you want to do this? And then you pick. You know, and, you, know and then you know, you know what game on. is like that? What game is like you know that? No game is like that. Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity. Fucking hell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that actually felt really weird to me because these are a figure. Once you level that up, that's locked forever to that figure. You can, you know, you get to reroll twice, but and some figures once. But once that's gone, that's it.
0: Well, I mean, good for them. Um, I like that. I like that change. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're wondering whether or not you should pick up Dead Rising four, I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like.
0: I don't even really want to finish it. Uh, I I probably I, I'll try my best, but like I'm just.
2: I do I do want to say, and then maybe this can segue into what this year really wants to talk about. But I do want to say I know what you're saying with like the skill tree thing, um, because I remember in um. Yeah, you know, it, it it makes those choices serious, and I, I think in every game where it had a really open skill tree, I've liked it a lot less, so Fallout 4 was one of those games, and um, Final Fantasy twelve like, I, I was, I, I started out each character basically the same, just out of, like, survival reasons, like, you know, you just literally couldn't survive unless everyone had, like, a basic heal, um, but then I started building each character differently, so, um, You know, um, like Balthier became uh, my my serious tank, and then, um, um, you know, the Ravid Girl, she became my serious black magic user, and Ash, uh, she was like my Dark Knight and all that kind of stuff. And Pinello was like my thief. I had like really specific ideas. And then I got really disappointed at the end of the game when I found out I basically just had to give everyone Scald in order to make it past the final boss. Um, And I didn't like that. You know, I didn't like it that,
0: that I had to told
2: everyone exactly the same to get through the end of it.
0: I'll have to, I'll really? have to think about... Uh,
1: because I beat the final boss on one hit. In one counter, it was the most disappointing shit I've ever...
0: I mean, it wasn't. I didn't take me very long to beat the final boss, I guess boss, Lucio, but... Lucio's just an incredible <laughs> min-maxer. But, you know, like, I remember... Um, I remember in Final Fantasy X, they had, like, the sphere grid or whatever. And right, right. I remember thinking like wow it's really cool because you can take uh like kumari or whatever his name is and you can basically like change completely the type of magic that he uses but in order to do that you have to take him so far off the beaten path and level him up in such an inefficient way that there's just no reason to do that um and so i don't like that either i'd need to think about fallout 4 has the opposite problem where it's way too open and doesn't make any fucking sense a lot of time.
2: It doesn't make any fucking sense, but not only that, but it's another thing where it's like Final Fantasy Twelve. Where I feel like there are just certain skills that are obligatory.
0: Yeah, that's it's true. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, why? I hate it when games give me a choice when there isn't a choice to make. You know, like why? <laughs> right. Why am yeah, I? when
1: there's there's a clear like optimal path.
0: Well, just like just like in Dead Rising Four, why am I picking Frank's skills? I'm just gonna get them all anyway. Like right,
2: but, right. Yeah, just level point? up and give me a couple of cards telling me what I have. Yeah, just tell me
0: like <laughs> now. Frank runs faster. Like, why are you making me go in and push the button to make him run faster? <laughs> who cares? It doesn't matter. But it's just that it's just that illusion of choice or illusion of depth. You know who used to have really good skill trees? In my opinion, uh, Who's is that is actually Bioware games? Um,
2: yeah, you know, I was gonna I was yeah. going to say was it Knights of the Old Republic? Because I just reinstalled that and I'm thinking about my skill tree right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like, gonna go like down there
0: were you could you could do builds you know uh yeah i don't think that's really true anymore but uh no definitely not true of bioware games but even like even like dragon age origins i remember being yeah,
2: i mean they were I english mean, just to have some of that dragon age origins made you pick very specific choices in some circumstances as well and that was really cool um
0: yeah and like
2: so cool so cool that I cheated so I could get a choice I wanted without the consequences.
0: I I remember reloading uh <laughs> yeah. I remember reloading a save and replaying like 2 hours of that game so I could get blood magic.
2: Yeah, yeah that's what I did. There's like a cheat that you could do because if you pick blood magic then you chase away two members of your party. Mm-hmm. Uh the healer who's really important and um I think Leilana is the one you chase away.
0: Yeah, so, yeah um,
2: but, but only during your party when you do it. Yeah, but you you know there's a way to save the game so that you could unlock it, and then reload without them ever knowing that you got blood magic and then have it. Um, but I did like my my specific I, like loved my specific build in uh, Dragon Age Origins. It's one of the few builds that I kind of remember exactly. Like I go back and play it uh, today and make the same exact build. It was like a hybrid Templar um, uh, blood magic build. Um, so like I was a really really efficient and effective uh tank. Even though that game gave you like tanks out the ass, I love mine more than any other because she was so good. Um she that's what a good skill tree does. <laughs> what a good skill system does. Yeah. yeah um for yeah, sure. and in Fallout 4 I can't tell
0: you what the fuck I picked. I don't it didn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean that's care. the thing is there's no like <laughs> there's no archetypes there and it's just it's just random shit scattered around. It's like you yeah. know what uh, also in how skill trees Final Fantasy What's 15?
1: That? Yeah. There's no, so no nothing to leveling what, up. What there's happens, a, there's no just, system there.
0: So you just level up and like you get more hit points and that's it.
2: Yeah,
1: pretty
0: much. What about what about like spells and mat? Is there even can you cast spells? Is that a thing? There are three but, spells. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a grenade. There
0: are yeah. th- right.
1: There are grenade. There are three spells. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and then that's kind of it. Like, like what I said, the, this is What are the two then? No, huh? three.
2: Uh, fire, ice, and lightning. Oh, oh, okay. So we t- had this conversation.
0: Yeah, fire, Rice and lightning—the holy trifecta of magic. So you're you're, then, you're yeah. done with the game now, right? Yes, I did. How I was finished it? it today. How was it?
2: T- tell us <laughs> the credit sequence first. So let's remember how I, let's let's is uh, how I was saying that interestingly.
1: How I was saying is interestingly compelling.
0: Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That shit goes out the window. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm certainly,
2: mm-hmm. from what you said, I'm certainly not going to touch it anymore. I'm not going to bother. So, the, the, uh, h- how talking. much the spoilers are we going here?
0: Uh, I mean, it's we're at the, end of the, we're like at the end of the cares. podcast. If you give a shit, <laughs> turn it off. Go away. Let's go all the way. Let's just so, do, let's do it. Let's do it all. So, you first of all, I have to
1: say that this is probably the worst Final Fantasy story I've ever played. and Not because the story itself is bad or the emotional bits are not there, but because... Nothing makes any fucking sense.
0: Um like, so does, I didn't it, does it make less sense than like you're all from an orphanage run by a witch? <laughs> well And see, you all forgot. That's that, like that was the best you, one. And you, you all, all just happen to like, forget. Like and, and there's like huge age discrepancies. Like one of the orphans <laughs> is your teacher. <laughs> yeah, right. The thing about
2: it is that uh, no, no, she was, she was the the, same there was cohesion she was in, in that story. This is important because she was the same age, but she was your also your professor. So right. she was like eighteen. Well, then, and I, you're still, like, then I still then I still have a
0: problem with that.
1: <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. so at least that, that was like cohesive. Like I have no idea what anything was happening in in fifteen. Um, and exactly. I didn't watch the anime, but after I finished the game, I went into like the internet to look up stuff. And apparently, even if you watch the anime, it doesn't make sense.
0: Okay. <laughs> so anyway.
1: So, so, it goes to a point in the story where you have to, like, get into the ship, and you basically go to uh, Venice, right? Where you had the last adventure of uh, going in a gondola with your four uh, boys.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um to so... you do with your homeboys. You go on a gondola. On a yeah, romantic no, gondola. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, you sample some Italian cuisine... Um, and then, wait, I'm sorry, just, just because I had a remember this, didn't Doug say something about giving you a bath? Like one of your boys wanted to give you a bath because you were sticky.
1: So w- when you, uh, <laughs> when you stop for the night at a hotel, okay. sometimes Noctis will say, oh no, I'm all sticky and gross. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pronto,
2: it's like the start will, of a porno.
1: Wait, wait, pronto will scream, oh wow, bath time. Like all oh super happy. I I guess they're going to be together. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I mean, I should hope. Right.
2: right?
1: Oh, sometimes glad you ask you if you want want to
2: wrestle, you know. Of course, because that's what you do. You're like, we do that all the time. I remember
0: being at E3 and I was like, hey, Jack, you want to wrestle? So tell me this. Uh, When I played the demo, it started with this like flash forward where everyone has like a beard and you're fighting a guy on fire. Is that we're, a... not
1: even, we're not even getting there yet.
0: But will that Th- that's happen? Something
1: that <laughs> that's something that happens.
0: Okay, good. I want um, not beard.
1: <laughs> so, so you board there, and um, so it starts things start kind of going off the rails there because, like I said, very little makes sense. Apparently, like at the beginning of the game, they tell you that everybody thinks that you and your fiancé are dead. Obviously, no, everybody knows that you're alive now. No, they never explain why. It doesn't really matter. I wasn't, like, concerned about it. I was like, I'm just kind of go with it. So you you get to this um, Venice, and then you meet basically somebody that looks like a mixture between Angela Merkel and Hillary Clinton. (laughs) And uh, you have to, like, convince her to let you uh, summon the god that lives underneath the water. Um, So you have what looks like, um, um, like, a you know, speech kind of challenge that like you see like obsidian do. where you have to like choose different like responses. Okay. As far as I know, it doesn't change anything because I reloaded it. Like I chose the opposite like points at some points and, and
0: nothing. You, you still got where you were supposed to get. Right.
1: So like there's no failing it. So that's already a problem. Um, so, What happens is, so your girlfriend, your fiancé is the oracle who summons these creatures. You never talk to her while you are in the Venice place, even though she's also there. Um, You don't even see her until she's actually there summoning the the fucking creature. Now, what she summons is Leviathan, which is is this humongous uh, sea dragon. Um, And for some reason, Leviathan is just pissed, and it attacks her and it attacks the city and like it fucking wrecks the city beyond recognition. Um and you kind of fight him for a bit and then there's a cutscene where your um your fiance dies. Uh actually what
2: happens is that That's romantic. The, the bad guy comes and stabs her. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, and, yeah. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I've never seen that in a Final Fantasy before. Right? What a fresh original idea! So, using the last of her power,
1: like she revives you, and then um, you have to fight the Leviathan to kind of stop him from destroying the city. Um, but you get super powered because of her love or whatever bullshit. <laughs> and she, Leviathan, can't hurt you. Um, but the game still expects you to like lower its bar to zero, and its bar is huge, and you do like 200 damage per hit. Do you have you get like it, a cool takes it like fifteen minutes in a in a fight like, that you can't lose, so there's no tension and it, like at the end it's just kind of like boring. It's just like hitting circle and circle and circle until like it dies, but it just won't die. We just slowly see it losing health.
0: Okay.
1: Now this is a big problem because I know we've been doing a lot of like you know gay jokes about it, and it's it is a very gay game. But um, you know, the, the whole thing about the, the relationship between Noctis and Luna is kind of like the emotional core of the game. So the wins kind of go out of the game once that happens, because like the next scene we see is like your um you know, Noctis wakes up after having defeated this guy. There's this really sad scene where uh you like meet your lover in the afterlife and she says goodbye or whatever. And then he wakes up in, like, a palace, and your friend uh, Ignis is there, and he's blind now. Oh, that's happy. <laughs> yes.
0: Why is he blind?
1: Because in the f- fighting, he <laughs> lost his eyesight.
0: So, does he? is he, like, out for the rest of the game, then?
1: No, he still, like, goes with you. Oh, so anyway he, okay. he's he is he like
0: how how great would it be if like, like, a, the rest of the like game he's just like off in the something? corner fighting no one he's just to... okay so he's blind
1: um you know your your fiance is dead right
2: yeah you covered
1: that so then he goes like if he's so black and it does you know kind of like when uncharted when it's like you, you're in peru and then it's like two weeks later in afghanistan right Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, uh, they went into this other entire continent that you haven't even visited, and now you're on a train. Um, and the first thing that happens when you're on the train is like the the big guy, uh, Gladio, just bitches you out for booping. <laughs> he just basically calls your pussy.
2: Ah, uh, because that was like you know, but for you the player, and that just happened, so it makes sense
1: right so it's right. apparently been like three weeks so like that's the first thing that happens when you when you like come back it's like it's like you know why are you being sad that your girlfriend's dead <laughs> your
2: fiance not even your girlfriend <laughs> yeah right
1: it's just the woman that you were gonna marry why are you so sad stop moping
2: yeah but he so, wants to wrestle you
1: he does want to wrestle. so ignis the guy who's blind you go you do a fucking dungeon the guy who's blind does absolutely nothing during the whole dungeon, and in fact, you have to make sure that you don't leave him behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you will be running, and like, you know, the other guys will be like, hey, wait a minute, we need to wait for Ignis, and so you have to stop, and he's like, ah,
2: with the fucking stake. That, that's fun game, but why didn't you just leave him at home? You have a palace. He <laughs> should just well, stay there. Enjoy uh, your water gal- gardens, or whatever. You know so what, there- what would have helped? A Seeing eye dog. And I have the exact right name for a dog for Final Fantasy 15. It's a boy dog, of course. So anyway, he should be uh, named. should be named Rocket. <laughs> Red Rocket. Red Rocket. That's a, that's the name of a perfect dog for Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, you
1: do that engine, then you have another like moment. You, you end up in like your fiance's hometown and like people cry at you so like it's even flatter. And now for for some reason everybody keeps telling you that the world that the nights are getting longer. So now like at three o'clock in the
0: afternoon it's
2: like Oh, that's why he's named Lactus.
0: Maybe I don't know. Does he is he the one making the nights longer? So the way I understood is it,
1: like the line of the kings has a crystal that the bad guy stole. And apparently that crystal and the lot of the kings keeps the world from, like, succumbing to non-specific darkness. The darkness. Uh, the darkness, exactly. Literally the darkness, that's how we call it. Uh, but it's not a specific darkness. I don't know what it is. Uh, at some point, I found, like, a journal that says something about, like, this, um, like, this particles in the atmosphere that will absorb all the light. I don't know fucking finding where they came from. <laughs> um, so anyway, you, you go, you get cried at, uh then you do the next scene where um the empire attacks your your train and the good old Empire back at work. Right. So to make a so long story short
2: all in the in the in the empire.
1: It's just like the of empire you. still your thing. No, yeah, the empire is, is uh the, the people who stole your shit. Okay. But uh you also find out that the Empire is almost destroyed, so I don't know why it's still coming after you. Just to be dicks. Um so anyway, you um you you're in the train, the Empire attacks you, and to make a long story short, Prompto falls off, and everybody thinks he's either they're being captured.
0: Not Prompto.
1: <laughs> so you finally make it to the Empire City, they destroy your car, and that's when that Chapter 13 happens where you're like in this huge fortress by yourself. You have no weapons. You have no spells. You have a ring. Uh, Wait, did
2: you go here on purpose? You You went there on purpose, yeah. Oh, okay. Why did you go there without weapons? Uh, Because the bad guy has a
1: a machine that blocks your super magical ability to summon weapons out of thin air. Okay,
2: so you couldn't bring like a knife? Nope. You have a ring. Okay, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this chapter
1: is probably longer than all of the stuff that I just told you combined. It's a humongous dungeon. It, it and it's is the worst part of Final Fantasy thirteen. It's just like long corridors and. It sounds like like the, the it's not, you know
2: Final Fantasy loves doing this. Actually, you you say it like it's a, uh, like you have a a specific spite for um that's the but they do this a lot and they've been doing it for a long time i remember there's a, a, a three-hour dungeon with no saves and three um, i remember in 12 there's like just the fucking long trek into imperial territory that long pointless trek the good news for me is i had already done half of it because i wanted uh, to get that special weapon early but <laughs> um it was just so, it was so long and fucking tedious like it's it seems to be a trait um but it is definitely a threat of the lesser Final Fantasies, I will say that. Like I can't say that Final is, I think this is amplified because
1: the the like everything that happens before, like for the past maybe five hours before this, is like so caught up and in short and just like depressing that it's kinda of like I, I don't wanna keep doing this.
0: I feel like Jared yeah. fell asleep. Probably. It's almost happened.
1: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Um, you, you clear that shit and let's just like move on. So you wake up ten years in the future. Okay, of course.
0: Right, um, I'm barely
2: following at this point. Till you know, t- you and me ten, both, man. Ten I, years I, in the future. Yeah.
0: Without prompto. Oh, you okay, find 10 prompto. Ten years in the future without prompto and without weapons. Oh, thank sorry, God. Sorry. You find
1: prompto. You 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 eventually find him. He's being tortured, uh, and you save him. Um. And then you go and uh, you, you climb to the top of the tower and you reclaim the crystal. The crystal swallows you. Wait, and did it take you 10 years to get to the crystal? No, no, that was before the 10 years. So I'm not <laughs> telling you very well. but <laughs> Okay, so you get to the crystal and then... <laughs> it swallows you and that's when you wake up 10 years later.
0: Okay. Then, oh, okay.
1: So they not? do so the whole World of ruin thing. Like, everything is fucked up. You know, kind of like in Final Fantasy three, uh, six, Except right. that... You only get to like walk maybe like two steps in every direction, and then like you find somebody, yeah, you get a cutscene. and they put you in like a place where you can resupply, and then they teleport you to the uh the final battle how oh. oh so yeah, that's uh
2: so are you actually ten years in the future of this yeah.
0: part of the uh-huh. oh, this is a real time skip into ten years later so. Right? Is the open world closed off to you at this point?
1: Absolutely, you you can like do anything.
0: And can you ever go back to it, or are you just done?
1: No, you, when you finish the game, and even before, they give you the option of like traveling to the past.
0: Oh, okay, but you actually have to go back in time, <laughs> right? <laughs> they couldn't be bothered to like move no. the world ahead with you. Okay, I
2: I I I <laughs> I, I feel like time travel. Is an aspect that Final Fantasy scores on. They never do it good. They never do a good the, job. The problem is like so,
1: and you in you 10, travel to 10, the past, 10, 10, 10, 15. right? 15.
2: Yeah, but you have all your skills
1: and everything, and everything you do in the past also you tra- tra- you know transfers back to you in the present, which is you know whatever. It's a mechanic. Wait. It's a mechanic I mean, to make the game not it's, suck so it's, much. It's better than I'm locking you out of all that
0: content, but still like i don't know can you imagine if in final fantasy 6 you could just go back to like before the world right was the world of
1: balance by? but the thing is that that's the thing is you know final fantasy 6
0: is good had I an know. actual
1: had an actual like entire second half after the fall of the world it's not like 10 seconds and the the concept is really cool because like now it's eternal night and like basically everybody is like surviving in this like super um
2: Reinforced places, you know, Because all of the bad defense. guys still have the crystal. Right. Okay. I don't understand oh. the strategic point of taking this crystal that keeps everything. The bad guys and an night it's harder group. to
0: see your enemies. <laughs> the bad oh, guy's okay. moral <laughs> king
1: that was punished with immortality, so I don't know why he's doing. a deck. That's as far as I got.
2: <laughs> so he's punished with immortality, so He's like, I'm just
0: gonna make it nighttime all the time, pretty much. Okay, right. so do you stop him from making it night?
1: Yes, and Noctis has to sacrifice himself, and he dies at the end.
0: Oh, well, that's too bad. Uh, that's so the thing is, like, the, the, so there's like this really like
1: well animated scene where like he's talking to them in the campfire and he's crying because you know oh, it's the last time I'll see you. After the ten years that he's been away and all that shit, and it's supposed to be a super, um, you know, a super emotional scene. Um, there's also a scene where, like, you know, he um, he kind of like dreams of like his marriage with his fiance and everything, and they're all very well animated. Like, I, I you can see like his lip trembling and stuff like that. Like the small details that are really cool with the facial expressions. But the problem is that at that point I was like already so checked out that pff, whatever. I'm pretty sucked out right now, exactly. So it's like I don't, I don't care, man. I, I, I get what's going on, and it's cool that you can make like photorealistic tears. I'm sure that, uh, you know that was time well spent that you could have used making this chapter not suck.
0: <laughs>
2: but, uh, I mean, it sounds it sounds like they ran out of time. How and the fuck do you run out of time like, with a game that's like, been in development like for ten pod, years?
0: Just like this podcast. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're running pretty long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does blind guy ever get his sight back? No. Oh, what a downer! I mean, I no, happy, case. You... no happiness so, in the second half. Of Final so, of so season. is 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 this game like for for as gay and happy as it starts out? It sounds like it when it, by the time it finishes, it's a pretty huge bummer.
1: It's dark as fuck.
0: Like, literally Literally and figuratively.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so dark in
2: tone and palette. Huh. So, you you know, speaking of running out of time, I actually, you know, I just want to touch it. It's going to take like five seconds. Um, I'm starting to get the impression that they ran out of time working on Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, I'm starting to feel that the oversimplification of the game is just because they were like. Uh, No, no, but I mean, there is something weird and child abuse that like happens in the game um i don't know that i want to spend time describing it <laughs> i have to you know if you it can save it for another podcast i'm just saying that you know my only thought was it's starting to really feel like pokemon sun and moon it's like they had a pokemon out game out every three years and it was like they got too ambitious uh between this one and the last one but the three years is almost up. We need to get a new one out. And it's like, let's just release it. And I'll tell you why I have this thought. You start running into captains. Like you run into this one captain who is, uh, seems to be like this high artist. And uh, she's like, yeah, I don't have a trial for you or anything. Um, but here you go. Just take my, uh, my my ferium Z and go have fun. And then later on, she's like, yeah, I, I still don't have a trial. But they told me to fight you anyway. Uh, So it feels like that that like this game, um, the reason it might be so simple is because it's simply because of a crunch time thing and not because they actually made it easier. And in fact, a lot of the battles are a lot harder in Pokemon. But we can talk about that some more after the break. And Maybe I'll have finished it by then.
0: Which, by the way, now is probably a good time to mention that we are going to take a break over the holiday. So that's we'll say that's why you're getting a nice extra long podcast. This week, (laughs) Uh, because because after after this week, we will not be returning. Until the third, and I think the third probably won't be game of the year. I think we'll probably do that around the 10th. Oh, we'll need extra time. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got some things that I want to catch up on.
2: Yeah, there's a few things that
1: I want to play, too.
0: So, uh, I mean, I got to play Final Fantasy 15 now that I know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. (laughs) We need to do it. So, you know, I got to see what's going to be happening there um but uh but yeah you should you should plan to not hear from us via podcast for for a little bit
1: did you have something to add lucio i was just gonna say in conclusion they they have like they promise that they're gonna release like more content for final fantasy 15 Oh, uh, so don't more think i'll la- i don't think i'll ever fucking play the story again so if you haven't bought it yet and you're waiting to like for a price drop wait until they release whatever patches it is that they're gonna release you
2: think, like- let me ask this. Do you think that they can fix it through patches?
1: No.
0: Unless oh, yeah. they fucking oh, the work go. the
1: entire second half of the game. And I'm talking about making it at least twice as long as it already is.
0: I think that sewage pump is
2: backed up. It's like a proper 60-hour RPG, not the right. 30 hours that you posted with your picture of Cindy. Is
0: that, is that what yep. it was?
2: It was 30 hours? It's yep. like 36 hours. That's about. His yes. time. By
1: the way, uh, from what I saw in my investigations, I'm actually fairly under level from what most people have. So most people have around 40 hours and around 20 more levels than I do. So oh, take that as well.
0: Okay. So I I don't want and, and I it's want, not horrible
2: <laughs> or an RPG, but it's not good.
0: I want to end <laughs> this podcast, but before we do, I want to ask you a question, which is: At any point, more. At it's like p- the
2: most torturous Christmas episode ever.
0: At any point during this game, <laughs> would you say that it was difficult? No. See, that's what's most disappointing.
2: <laughs>
1: like I, I, I spoke to this last week. It's, it is uh, the combat system is so so simple that you can either beat an enemy or you can't, and the only determinate determining factor for that is whether you are just high level enough to survive
2: a hit from them and to damage them that's so, really but well, but last time you told us we need to get over the simplicity of final fantasy i feel like it's been an easy series for a very long time like i didn't play any of the 13s but they were remarkably break. easy and
0: i mean yeah it's, it's a series really easy. it's a series where the majority <laughs> of the entries i stopped playing them because i got stuck somewhere and didn't feel like getting really? unstuck yeah like Almost in all of them, I think. Like really, that's interesting because I was kind of the opposite. I mean, like, like six,
2: six, I feel like gave me a real challenge, and seven gave me a challenge. Eight gave me less of a challenge. Nine gave me less of a challenge, and then by ten, the challenge but even, is we gone.
1: Even six and seven <laughs> were very easy to break. Like I don't, yeah, I can yeah, like in argue with that. But you have to give it some thought. This is just mindless. Yeah,
2: that, and that's true. Like in six, if you like. If you take like very pre- precise steps, then you're overpowered. And, and six is, a, but six is like you know you, yeah, six is like twelve where it's basically one spell you could trash trash the loss with it pretty easily. Oh yeah, so whatever. Yeah, well, but even so, I still feel the I still feel the series has gotten easier as time's going on. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I would agree with that assessment.
1: Lightning returns, most actually fairly challenging. Um, we all make mistakes 13 and 13 2 were easy <laughs> well they scrapped everything that they did with anything in the 13 series so who cares
2: I, see see final fantasy tactics advanced 2 was a very easy game but it was a lot of fun to play because the combat system was so complex like you could do whatever your imagination warrant with like the class system like specific races who are limited to specific classes but you could still do all these cool combinations that it was fun to play for hours on end. But that's only because like, the combat um, uh, made up for it. It was like you could get really invested in building your character kind of, kind of to bring it back yeah. around to what you were saying about you know, um, um, skill trees and all that. But you know the game was easy but the, the more complex skill system made it enjoyable. And Final Fantasy XV doesn't have that.
1: Yeah, there's just not a lot going on under the hood here. Like, some basic equipment management, some spellcrafting, and that's how it. Is.
2: See, I feel like my wanting to bring up Disney Infinity led to the conversation about Chewbacca. <laughs> and then anytime you talk about Chewbacca, actually, I did I did it a little bit. I thought I of Star Wars before Infinity, but you talked about Chewbacca, and now we're ending on a depressing, tired note because they're talking about dying people and and dead mm. fiancés. Yep. Can you give us one last fact about Chewbacca before we leave?
0: So we leave on a positive note. Chewbacca's wife. He died. Chewbacca's
1: wife. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll
0: tell you about his son, Lumpy. Chewbacca <laughs> <Yeah>. Lumpy. <laughs> uh, his, his full name is Lumpawaru, which that's got to do for you. <laughs> Uh, oh, here's a stub that says mischievous youth under biography. So, okay. Uh, the Wookiee male Wurump, was born in one BBY. Is that how they do years? In the Kashyyyk. Yeah, city. it's like. I don't know. Whether that or, born, or it's a sex thing. Lucky him to be born in one BBY. In the Kashyyyk. I think it's actually rather Rump- unlucky because,
2: because I think after BBY is when the Empire took over. So it's not so lucky. Wanted to be born before BBY. Uh,
0: the newlyweds conceived Lump of warrump War. during their honeymoon. He's a honeymoon baby. <laughs> che- Chewbacca had then left the planet with Solo because <laughs> he's the worst dad ever. Wait, I, Chewbacca had his family before he started traveling with Han Solo. He already had so did- a he already had a life debt to Han Solo, but I guess Han uh, let him. I guess Han let him step out and
2: he's like, you go on your honeymoon, but then you have to come back and be on the ship." Yeah, that's kind of almost even crueler.
0: Chewbacca and, roared and... with pride as he realized that he had become a father. Apparently, they don't have phones because I guess Han and Chewie left and then came back to Kashik, and his wife <laughs> and his wife just had a son. <laughs> like, I have a son yeah just, uh, okay
2: so it's different it's different from what i was picturing I was i was picturing like chewbacca's thing like hey i'm going into space to get cigarettes like so that's kind of that's kind of sad like
0: <laughs> on our planet on our shitty planet you could just like text somebody and be like <laughs> right. i've got a baby and it's yours but like in star wars chewbacca just <laughs> didn't get to find out I didn't know that?
1: Chewbacca wanted to find out. I didn't even know he was there. Which is crazy. Yeah, Chewbacca was unable to guys.
0: remain with his new son for long and quickly left with solo for the corporate sector. But he returned to Kashyyyk as often as he could over the subsequent years to visit his family, including a several week long visit. Can? A several week long visit in <laughs> zero BBY. Wait, so zero BBY seems to come after one BBY. <laughs> oh, so it's
2: going. So it's like. B.C. or B.C.E. or whatever it is now. Maybe.
0: And Chewbacca's father, Adda Chituck, were des- designated as a Wookiee honor family and were looked after by Chewbacca's close friends. Why were they an honor Look
2: family after?
0: Let's... I know, I don't want to know the answer to that question. It doesn't. Oh, keep... Well, good because I don't have. I don't have an answer to give you. Adda Adda lived with Lumpo Rump Rump and Mala Tilbuck. Oh my god. <laughs> In their, in their treetop <laughs> dwelling And was content to live out his elder years Playing with his young grandson Circa 0 I BBY feel like... Chewbacca was on his way home To celebrate his 200th birthday Chewbacca turned 200th With his wow. family And Malatobuk began to plan a surprise party For her husband So he,
2: he, had, a, he had a nice Extended life before he became Han old slave and then died
0: Yeah I mean things went Pretty good for him <laughs> An essential ingredient of Chewbacca's favorite dessert was Wasaka berries. Good to know. Uh, good old Wasaka berries. I can just chill out with a whole carton of those. lump abandoned his quest and dove into a hollow log. I'm just scrolling through. <laughs> 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 All right, I think that's enough. Uh, I feel like that was the perfect note to end this podcast on. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> definitely,
1: definitely made her more cheerful.
0: From all of us here, like Ada and Lumpa Warump and Malatobuck, we t- we too wish you <laughs> the most festive of holidays. Um Michael, if still say say
2: say it in say it in Wookie, say it in Chichu Wook or whatever
0: the bucket's called. Rakat Chikat ta. Michael, I'll, you haven't said a lot this podcast. I'm going to give it to you for a final holiday message for our uh, listeners. Hello, is this Ming's garden? And that was uh, something. All right, well, I there think... There was a
1: message that, today.
0: I, I, think that, I think that with that, we should definitely be out. <laughs> with our lives. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. Eh, eh. And to all a good night. <laughs> to all a good night.